Welcome to the Freedom to Coach podcast with Gemma and Makala. We're both coaches and entrepreneurs, passionate about teaching you how to set up and run your coaching business, create more time and manage your mind. Because you're changing the world one mind at a time. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Freedom to Coach podcast. And today we are speaking all about the world of email marketing. And it's something that Mick and I love and we've done for years and years and years within our businesses. So we are both extremely experienced on it from all of the different ends and angles. And we get geekily excited about it we do we get we get very geekily excited about email marketing (laughs) and we want you to as well coaches because it is it's so beneficial to your business I mean the the best part of it is that it works for you when you're asleep I mean how exciting is that you know once the automation is in place and everything's there you are generating business and leads and sales while you are not actively in your business, literally while you are asleep or sipping cocktails on the beach. (laughs) Yeah, that one's even better. (laughs) Yeah. And, yes, despite what you may hear, email marketing is not dead. Email marketing I don't Mm -hmm. think will ever be dead. And, you know, it's because... When you are posting on social media and doing all of that sort of stuff, you're working to an algorithm that changes constantly. When you are using email marketing, you are sending your message directly into someone's inbox. And, you know, in order for you to send your message directly into someone's inbox, they have to have given permission for you to do that. So, You've got someone who's interested in what you've got to say. They've given their permission for you to contact them and you're landing front and centre. It's not a hit and miss, oh, maybe I'll end up in their social media feed, maybe not. Who knows? The algorithms change all the time and they're an absolute nightmare. But with email marketing, there is no algorithm. Absolutely. It's not a set and forget system, but... It is a set and forget for a little while, then review and update and forget for a little while and then review and update and forget for a little and forget for a little while. So it's not something that you constantly have to be messing around with. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I I think because, yeah, so many people say email marketing, it's dead, but we know it's not and it's, it's often an actionable item. Like if you've got something sitting in your inbox, instinctively you're going to take some kind of action with this email, you know, whether it's open it, read it, reply to it, file it. Yes, sometimes delete it. But, you know, it is, it's an item where you do take an action with, you know, mm. it, it, it is actionable um yeah item so it, it is great to have something personally arrive in someone's 
inbox and you know they will do something with the email if not the actual action you want after a few times it may very well turn into that action you know Mm. and email marketing platforms are getting smarter and smarter so you can Mm. more and more personalization for um for the person that signs up I just want to share an example with you. It has nothing to do with coaching, but I was just so impressed with it. So we'll talk a bit in a moment about lead magnets and all that sort of thing. But there's a new dog food company that um, came into my realm of consciousness the other day via a friend's Facebook post. And I went to their website (laughs) and had a bit of a look and they had... um, they offer some diff. They're more like holistic dog food, so you know it's not it's um, more whole foods and gluten free and all that sort of stuff. Because my greyhound has skin issues, but anyway, that's another story. Um, and so they had there was a button on the website that said, "Find out which food is best for your friend." So I clicked the button. And it brought up, it was like a quiz. And so it just asked some questions. Do they have problems with this? Do they have problems with that? Or No, I think the first question was, what is your dog's name? And then it went through um, answering all the other questions. And then you get to the end and it says, please um, pop in your first name and your email address and we'll give you the results of which food is best. So I did that and then it pops up with this food telling me this is the best one. Anyway, that was their trigger to start the email campaign or the the email funnel. So the next thing I know, I've got an email in my inbox saying, hi, Makala, telling me a bit of the stuff that I learned from the website and using my dog's name. It kept saying Tilly this, Tilly that, you know, because at the start I'd had to put her name in for the quiz. And and then it's, so it had all this personalised information and then that was awesome. I'm like, and it gave me the results in the email as well. So, you know, you don't have to try and take a screenshot of the web browser or anything like that. So I thought that's awesome. Then I promptly forgot about it and got onto something else. The next day I get another email and again, hey, Makala. And I think in the subject line it was, how's Tilly's skin condition going or something like that. So again, really personalized. And then I open the email and it goes, you know, lots of dogs like Tilly have skin conditions like this. Here's a bit more information about it. Here's how we created this food to address it. So like so personalized, you know, they got all, they got this information from me. It was like literally I think a four-question quiz that mm. I did initially, but they got my dog's name, they got my name, and they got that she had skin problems. And they just used that to tailor the information that they sent me. And that is just a perfect example of how you can use email marketing to really connect with your clients mm. and with your customers. It's like it Absolutely. doesn't take a lot of work, but if you can capture what they're interested in and feed them information about that and personalise it, then it really starts to build the no like, and trust factor. 
And again, like Gemma said, it starts to build the know, like, and trust factor while you're sipping cocktails on the beach. (laughs) Isn't that fun? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the the more you coach, the more you speak to your clients about what's happening or what's going on in in their brains you know again that's how you can use that personally in your email marketing you know and and say things like you know do you ever think about this and speak about it and you know it's the same way that that you can tailor tailor it that way and I think what's even more incredible about that is that you're, you're literally like telling your email list what's going on in their mind you know and I mean their reaction will be like oh my god I do think that you know like it's so powerful that we can do that and it's like you know if you think about this you know I've got a way to help you with that there's nothing more powerful than that it's incredible yeah and so let's just go back a step and talk about capturing people's email addresses if you do not have a way to do this on your website, I'm shaking my head because I'm just, I can't think of what else to say. I'm speechless. Yeah. It's just, it, no, yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah. No. It is a no. It's a no. Dead no. It's a hard no. <laughs> and on the other side of that coin, however, just having a little box that says, join our newsletter list enter your name and email address, that's also a hard no. Hard no. Why is that a hard no, Gem? Because no one will do it because they will see that and all that will go through their heads is, no, this person's going to stalk me and why do I want their email subscription? Boring. I don't want another 10,000 million emails coming into my inbox every week. Hard no. You need something so super compelling, a freebie that this person is dying to give you their email address and their name so they can, in return, get this amazing freebie from you that will help them solve an issue in their life. Yes. So with the dog food example again, I looked at the website and all the different kinds and thought, I have no clue what I should buy for Tilly. They had a button saying, click here to work out which dog food you should feed your dog. I clicked it. There you go. That's Mm -hmm. super compelling for you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's what you need. You need some kind of freebie that's so compelling that someone will exactly click here to get the thing or find out the thing and in exchange they're more than happy to give you an email and and their first name for that Mm. and that's how you know that's how you get people on your email list and you've already helped them with something so they're already you know you're already developing that 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 no like and trust factor. Yeah. And it is very important to get their first name. Don't just get their email address. You want to be able to personalize your emails. You know, when they receive an email from you, they want to say, they want to see hi and then your their name there. They want that personal hmm. connection. No one wants, if I see an email in my, actually, 
when I'm going through my spam folder every day, because sometimes real emails can get caught in spam, I'm looking yeah. at the the little preview section. And if I don't see dear Makala or hi Makala or hey Makala, then it's just spam. I'm not interested. The person doesn't know me. The person has not tried to get to know me or anything like that. So it's like, yep, not interested. Thanks. No. So it's really important that you have their first name so you can use it because that makes more of a connection with what you're delivering to their inbox. And, you know, again, we get hundreds of emails, like Mm -hmm. a day, a week, a month, depending on who you are and how much stuff you've signed up to. So other people might be just like me. No, there's no personalization there. That's just a generic spammy email, delete, delete, delete. Absolutely. Or, you know, when you get the, when they call you by your business name, hi, freedom to coach. Um, no. No, that doesn't work. Sorry. <laughs> so then, so we we have compelling freebie, you know, they've given their name and email. What happens then? Tell us. So then when they sign up for that freebie, the f- what happens is their details go into an email marketing platform. Now, if you're wondering what an email marketing platform is, some examples are MailChimp, MailerLite, ActiveCampaign, ConvertKit. Um, you can get some that have a lot more marketing functions such as Kartra or Kajabi as well. But it's a platform like that that is designed to capture their details for you to then use to send email campaigns. So that information is captured by the platform that you use. And the first thing that happens is they immediately get an email with the freebie that you promised them. And the reason for that is because you have to deliver on your promise. You have to deliver on what you promise them because that is the first little bit of trust right there. You don't want to send them the first email being, hey, thanks so much for joining my list, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, the first email, short and sweet, here is what you asked for. Mm -hmm. You can even say thank you for, you know, thank you so much for joining my list. Here is what you asked for. And then set a bit of an expectation. What's going to happen next? In one of my email marketing funnels, I say that over the next three days, I'm going to send you an email a day that will have some more information to help you um, put this cheat sheet that was my freebie into practice. Um, But keep it brief because the main point of the email is to deliver on your promise. Absolutely. So always make sure you deliver on your, your promise and, you know, deliver straight away for, to what they asked. And then that's when you can lead on with, you know, whatever sort of email series that you have for that. Like Mick did, follow on with something, you know, hey, how's the freebie going? And do you need more help with this? Or here's another tip to help you with, you know, X, Y, and Z. And that's how you really develop the trust through those emails before you start to sell anything. That's right. Yeah, it's you need to provide value and to continue to provide value to the person before they're 
going to have enough trust to invest in you. Um, so just before we go any further, let's just have just really quick, quickly talk about the different types of lead magnets that you can have. So um, it could be, as a coach, it could be a checklist. Mm-hmm. It could be a cheat sheet. It could be a video explaining how to do something that is really, like Gemma said, compelling to your audience and attractive to your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a mini course, like just a couple of videos that they get over a few days teaching them how to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a quiz, like, again, on the pet food site. But the, the point of it is that all these things are giving a taste of what it is that you provide, what your core offer is, what you eventually want them to invest in. Yeah. Because if you have lead magnets that are completely unrelated to what you're selling, it's just going to get confusing. Mm, absolutely. You know, you're, not, you're not building the no like, and trust factor um, in a way that they're going to get to the end and purchasing from you is a no-brainer. You're going to build it in a way that they get to the end and go, I don't see how this relates. I thought this was the whole funnel, not that they think that, but, you know, the whole funnel was really awesome and compelling. But then the thing that you want them to buy is like, well, that doesn't really, you know, jibe with what I wanted or what I was after. Exactly. And you'll, you'll lose trust sort of straight away. And, you know, yeah, you'll, they'll unsubscribe, you know, they can't trust this person. This isn't what I wanted. Why are they trying to give me this? I don't want that, you know. Um, Yeah, so make sure it, of course, correlates to what you promised and then leads onto the core offer that reflects the thing. Exactly. And um, the other thing that you really need to consider is, who your audience are. So this comes back to knowing your your client avatar. So who are your audience? How busy are they? What is their life like? Because, you know, if you're working with, say, high-powered executives and you're going to send them seven emails a day over seven days, they're probably not going to want that. They're not going to have the time for that. They're not going to appreciate that they might get to day three and go, it's too much, it's too overwhelming and unsubscribe. You need to plan out your funnel based on how your people work, what their preferences would be, what their lifestyle would be like. Maybe give them, you know, a day or a couple of days between. And as the funnel goes on, as they move through the funnel, your emails can get more time between them. But again, you really need to be mindful that you're not overwhelming them with your emails. If they open up and go, oh, God, there's another email from her in their inbox, chances are they're either just going to delete it immediately or they're going to open it and unsubscribe. And that is not what you want. That is not going to help your business. So again, we come back to the one of the Ten Commandments of business, (laughs) no client avatar know who it is you're serving do the research and do the work because this is Mm -hmm. another place where it becomes really really important absolutely and I guess what about 
you know, copy and what to say in the emails. Uh, I know this is a big one. This is a big block for many coaches. Like, I can't write copy. I don't know what to say. What do I do? You know, just be friendly. When you're writing your emails, imagine that you're telling your best friend about this thing and you're so excited to share the information with them and speak to them as if it's one person. And that's exactly how you write your emails. They'll come through so friendly. They'll come through super authentic. It will be consistent with you and your brand. And that's, it's the best way to, to write emails. Don't overthink it. Just imagine you're telling your best friend about this thing that you're so excited about and write it exactly how you would tell them. And, and that's it. Like it, it honestly is that simple for it to come through sounding like you and sounding friendly and written in a, a friendly way that's copy. You know, it's not a different form of writing. It's not formal. It's not going to sound different. It's just a friendly conversation. That's it. It comes through mm. so beautifully authentic that way. Yeah, um, absolutely. And we actually did a whole episode on copywriting for coaches, which mm. was episode six. So if you are wondering a bit more about how to best write your copy for the emails, um, I highly recommend going back and listening to that. So again, it's episode six, copywriting for coaches. Absolutely. So don't overthink it. And yeah, go back and have a listen to that. And yeah, get, get writing. Um, yeah, because it, it's, Email marketing is is just it's just brilliant, and I guess what what other ways then, Mick? Because many of our listeners are probably thinking, how do I get more people onto my list? What's your best tips there of growing email lists? Well, I think the best way is again once you've got your lead magnet or a couple of lead magnets, but we really suggest in just starting with one, then you start promoting it, start talking about it. Start mentioning it mm -hmm. on your social media. Make sure it is on your website above the fold. Like the first thing they see when they land, like if you look at our website, we've got our um, copy prompts for coaches freebie. It's a blue banner right at the top. You need to make it stand out. Um, so make sure it's on your website. Share it on your social media. You could even link to it um, like on Instagram, for example, where you get space to put the website, just do your landing page for where they can sign up or the page where they can sign up for your freebie. Mm. Put that on there. Talk about it. Mention it in podcasts. Mention it in Facebook Lives. Mention it if you start having conversations with people on social media. Um, and, again, we spoke about this previously. I can't even quite remember. I think it was in the repurse purposing content for socials maybe you know communicating with other people if someone comments on a post and the comment is sort of related to your lead magnet reply to their comment and say hey I've got this whatever it is which might be helpful for you here's the link if you'd like to check it out like talk about it get it out there use it as much as possible put a link under your email signature. You know, would you like to learn more about blah? 
click here. Um, so yeah, just really promote it everywhere that you possibly can to um, help people know about it. And then they'll sign up for it and they'll get on your email list. And the frequency <laughs> with which you send newsletters to people on your list, again, will depend on who your people are. But the important thing is to pick a frequency and then be consistent. That's the first most important thing. Be consistent with it. If you have said it will be every Tuesday morning, they will get an email from you. Every Tuesday morning, they need to get an email from you. Because again, trust. You want them to trust you. You have to do what you say you'll do. The second important thing is to you have quality content. You know, don't just pop stuff in there to fill space. You need to provide value in your newsletters and new value as well. You can't recycle stuff that you've sent in your email funnels. They've already got that. It needs to be new stuff. So that might, again, affect your frequency. If you're like, oh, no, I can't think of stuff that regularly, that's fine. Pick it, pick it, the frequency, stick with it, continue to provide value. Because, again, if they open up the newsletter and it's just a rambling story about nothing and they don't get anything from it, like what's your favourite thing, Gem, when it comes to copywriting for coaches? What's in it for me? Exactly. <laughs> if there's nothing in it for them, they might open a couple of newsletters, but then they're just going to to unsubscribe and delete. Mm -hmm. yep. So keep it consistent. Keep it high value. Yeah, make sure you're sharing information that they want to read. <laughs> and newsletters are informational you're not selling there you're giving them value you're giving them information you're telling them something fun that maybe you did or something that you learned you know something that they'll enjoy reading your newsletters are not a sales pitch it's something there that they're getting you know regularly at the time that they expect to receive and enjoy reading. It's, it's not sales pitch. It's, it's a whole lot more value. And the reason for them is, you know, to really nurture them, keep them on your list and make sure that they don't unsubscribe and then enjoy getting this information from you because down the track, you know, if they keep getting this regular info, they really trust you, they love reading the emails, you know, eventually they will buy. It's all part of sales process. That's right. And, um, and you know, further to what Gemma said about don't be salesy, you do still need to bear in mind your marketing plan though. What is your theme for this week or month? And to have something in your newsletter at least relating to that. So, you know, it all ties in. It's all one big part of the marketing machine, but like Jem said, but it's not salesy. It's guiding and supporting and nurturing your lead towards the sale, but in a gentle way. 
Absolutely, because, you know, it's still important to have the call to action in there. You can't not, you know, it, it, like I said earlier, emails are, you know, it's something that we innately take some kind of action with, you know. So you're not selling, but there's always just a small call to action prompt, you know. It, it can be something as simple as what do you think, reply to this email and tell me. You know, is can I help you with this? Let me know. Or have you ever thought X, Y, Z? Hit reply to this email. I'd love to hear about it. You know, so it's a real subtle call to action, but there's still something there for them to take an action, but it's not salesy. You know, it's not reply to this email and book the thing or buy the thing. Yeah, absolutely. Never underestimate the power of email marketing. You know, the more people you grow and have on your list, they're there for you to speak to at any time and share information with them and nurture them and, and keep keep them there for eventually, you know, becoming clients. And if not, though, you never know. They share information. You know, I get I get this email every Tuesday morning from this coach. What he or she says is so interesting. You know, you should join the list too. So you never know what's going to come out of it. And email marketing is not dead. It's absolutely crucial for a coaching business. And you just prompted me um, to remember something that is, it's normally what we lead with. I can't believe we forgot this, but The thing with email marketing is you own your email list. You do not own any of your social media platforms. They can be shut Mm -hmm. down at any time and it's goodbye followers at the drop of a hat, never to be seen again, whereas you own your email list. As long as you've collected their, their details in a transparent way, you've been honest about what you're going to do with their details and you respect that and you don't spam them, it's yours to keep. Email marketing is not dead. It is incredibly important, as Jem said. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more about how we can give you the freedom to coach, then check out our website, www.freedomtocoach.com.au. Until next time, take care and keep on coaching.